We have an incredible show for you guys today coming all the way from Switzerland. The final day of Davos is upon us. We're going to give you all the breakdowns plus everything that's happening back in the United States. But first, I want to tell you a little bit about what's going on at TPUSA. So first up, the conservative response to the Great Reset. Charlie Kirk's got the new book up at TPUSA.com. You go right there. You donate as little as $1 and you can gain access to this very important information. And now the other thing you want to gain access to is while you're there at tpusa.com, you want to click over to the SAS, that's SAS, the Student Action Summit event, and secure your tickets immediately. It's time to take action for this. July 22nd to the 24th. Do not wait. Don't put this off because July is rapidly approaching. Tampa, Florida. Use promo code POSO for 25% off this incredible event. We now know that President Trump, the 45th president, will be speaking there as well as a certain Floridian governor. I will see you there, myself, Charlie, everyone at the Turning Point team. Come on down. You are going to love that weekend in Tampa. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome aboard today's edition of Human Events Daily, powered by Turning Point USA. Today is May 26, 2022, and no dominate. Today's headlines Fact-checked over police detention. We're going to get into the latest round of fact-checkers and police statements relating to my and my crew's detention here at the Davos World Economic Forum. Next, uh, the, it was the final day of Davos today, so we're going to break everything down that took place in this last day, and I'll give you my final thoughts on the entire summit. Third, Beto O'Rourke storming Governor Abbott's press office in the Uvalde uh, shooting case. We're gonna explain what happened there and the latest from that case. And finally, the Sussman trial, day eight update, explains to you everything that's going on with that case with the Clinton campaign lawyer. All this and more ahead, Human Events Daily. Uh, that apparently, the World Economic Forum under Klaus Schwab has its own military, paramilitary police force uh, called the World Economic Forum Police. Suddenly, two minivans full of officers, essentially a quick reaction force, pop up. Uh, everybody storms out. They've got MP5s. One of the guys was flagging me with his MP5. You know, kind of that means in the military, it's like you know, putting his barrel where he shouldn't be vis-a-vis -vis our direction. And then each of us was taken, uh, myself and the entire crew, one by one, out, by, you know, sort of behind the building and behind this uh, stack of tables. And we were made to empty our pockets and we were frisked right there in front of the entire attendees of the World Economic Forum. Well, so PolitiFact and Reuters and even apparently the local police in this area, in the region where Davos is in Switzerland, are coming out and saying, you know what? <laughs> those those crazy human events guys, those crazy Turning Point crew members, they made it all up. There was no detention. Don't believe what your eyes can see. Don't believe what your ears can hear. No, no, no. You weren't being detained. Not at all. It never happened. And in fact, those police, those weren't World Economic Forum police. Those were just local police wearing badges, identifying themselves in English, plain English, as World Economic Forum Police, but you shouldn't think that they're World Economic Forum Police. They're just local police who are assigned to the World Economic Forum. See, it's completely different, completely and utterly different, right? Cut the crap. So I go to PolitiFact and I see this, uh, you know, they do that rating system where it's green to red, right? And they have like a yellow in the middle. And then it says, claim 
Jack Posobiec was arrested at Davos. And I said, well, hold on a second. I never claimed that I was arrested at Davos. I was very precise and very clear. I've done a lot of media on this story about this point. I never once used the word arrested. Why? Because we weren't arrested. We were detained. I've been very clear about this. We were detained. For, we were surrounded by these officers, this quick response force with our MP5s. We were surrounded by them. They told us we couldn't leave. We asked to throw trash away. We asked to go to the bathroom. We were told we could not leave. We were searched. Uh, we were frisked, right? Head to toe, hand in the front, hand in the back. Oh, yeah, that's right. Luckily, I was wearing my undertax. And then a detective came by and started asking us questions. At that point, independent journalist Savannah Hernandez showed up and started confronting them. After Savannah started confronting them, that's when the whole thing wound down. They wrapped up and let us go. Point to point was about an hour. We were never arrested, but we were absolutely detained. But PolitiFact, on the other hand, didn't see fit to reach out to us. They didn't reach out to Savannah. They didn't reach out to my wife who was there on the scene. You can see her in Savannah's video. They don't show any of that. What they show is a statement from the local police saying, no journalists were arrested that day at Davos. And I said, wait a minute, I would never claimed that we were arrested. We claimed that we were detained and we clearly were. In fact, on the video, the detective herself, when questioned by Savannah Hernandez, refers to it as a control. She says it's a police control. Okay, that means that it's an activated and approved operation that they're gonna take things up a notch beyond questioning and go bring out the quick response force and that means they have some kind of what's called reasonable suspicion. So they had to write a report claiming that there was reasonable suspicion and then go conduct this operation, this police control. It's absolutely police detention, by the way. If the police are holding you and they've got the guns out and they say you're not allowed to leave, guess what? You have just been detained. You are not just being questioned. You are not having a friendly conversation. You are absolutely being detained. So it's not clear from the PolitiFact article over whether or not this uh, ridiculous um, activist, certainly not a journalist, questioned whether or not we were detained, but they give a reference to it. And they said that the police said, well, just look at the video. They don't look like they're being detained. And PolitiFact took that as the God's honest truth. Now, I'm sorry. Look, I'm somebody who's typically a back of the blue person. And why is that? Because I believe in law and order, right? Uh, this is something where I disagree with my, my ANCAP, anarcho-capitalist uh, friends to say, no, I do believe that we do need to have a government that serves and protects. We need law and order. But at the same time, I'm not going to sit there and say the government isn't going to tell you the truth. You took the word of a police officer, PolitiFact, spokesman over actual video evidence. Have you seen the latest video out of Shanghai? It's, it's hard to watch. Now, we know the CCP has turned them into a 29 million person open air prison there in Shanghai. But this video appears to be people who are in COVID detention that are now participating in a food riot because a little bit of food is thrown into the middle and the video starts as everyone is rushing in, trying to get their food and trying to escape out. We know that food riots and food shortages are just around the corner and in some parts of the world, they are a daily reality already. We're now hearing studies that 2022 is likely to be the worst year from a food crisis 
and global hunger from a starvation perspective, worse than any year since World War II. That means that we do not have much time left. So what have we done? We've partnered, Human Events has partnered with My Patriot Supply to set up the preparewithposo.com portal for you now. And of course, all the links as always are right in the description to you. Go there and remember, My Patriot Supply, they're America's largest preparedness company with over 55,000 four-star and five-star reviews. You go to preparewithposo.com right now and you will save, just, just guys, just go there, just order it. You'll have this, the, the peace of mind. Throw one in your car, throw one in your garage, right, that you will save $150, by the way, if you use promo code POSO, you can get a crucial three-month emergency food kit. The kit provides breakfast, lunches, dinners, snacks, over 2,000 calories a day for optimum energy when you need it the most. You can get one kit for each person in your family. Where do you do? You go to preparewithposo.com, save $150 on the food you will need very soon. Listen to the experts. Grab this emergency food now before it is too late. Go to preparewithposo.com. The link is in the description. Go there today. With a vaccine, that we knew that there is a very fanatic group of anti-vaxxers that will go after us no matter what. They will claim that the sun didn't go up because people were vaccinated, and that created issues with the crop, so I'm suing you. And one thing it is to sue you in the US, another thing is to sue you in a country where the legal system is not up to that standard, or in Switzerland, right? So. I think that's behind us. Uh, everything <laughs> went okay, and now I think we can move on. I think we, we, were, we were both uh, targets of the anti-vaccine uh, movements and uh, conspiracy uh, people. So the World Economic Forum has just wrapped up. Uh, wrapped up a few hours ago in Davos. We've now come back to Zurich. We're packing things up here. We're going to be heading home from Switzerland. But... We caught the last half day of the whole thing. So Olaf Scholz, the chancellor of Germany, came up and gave a massive speech, full-throated support of Ukraine. And it seems to be, it seemed to me at least, that it sounds like he was trying to turn the corner over having, of course, been, uh, been the inheritor of Angela Merkel's strategy, the former chancellor, of building that Nord Stream 2 pipeline to Russia. And so this would have been the biggest issue between Germany and the rest of Europe at the beginning of the Russia-Ukrainian war of 2022, that Germany didn't want to, uh, to go, uh, to be, to oppose Russia and oppose Russian interests because they were tied at the hip to Russia with this Nord Stream 2 project. Now, the cancellation of the project means that Germany is currently kind of faltering. They went and spoke to the Qataris to see if they could get LNG exports to make up for the loss of Russian gas through that Nord Stream 2, but the Qataris did not take the deal, so it didn't work with them. That being said, they are at a real crossroads. What will Germany do? Will Germany stick it out with the rest of Europe? Will they go along with the UK and France, or will they try to go their own way and make their own diplomacy? Remains to be seen. Remains to be seen. But given the speech that we just saw today, it seems as though he's doing everything he can to return to the fold within Brussels. And whether that means sending uh, arms to Ukraine, whether that means sending financing to Ukraine, it looks as though he's really clipped his wings or the situation has really clipped his wings. And now he is completely on board with the majority, I have to say the majority of people at Davos when it comes to Ukraine, but not so much for Dr. Henry Kissinger, who of course, a few days ago came out and gave 
that massive speech essentially saying that he wanted Ukraine to find a peace deal, sue for peace with, the, with Russia, with the Russian army at their heels, saying we don't want to escalate this further. And of course, um, Henry Kissinger understands the importance of, of the Cold War strategy. He's the one who is the architect of it. The Cold War strategy was nuclear powers should never go to war with one another. And anything that escalates nuclear war between nuclear powers would lead to something called mutually assured destruction. He's also the architect of rapprochement. So you look at that, the three great powers of the world, the United States, Russia, and China, the three really superpowers that exist in the world. At the time, China was not yet uh, superpower status. They were non-nuclear, or they were, they were you know, I, I shouldn't say that. They, they had a nascent nuclear program in the 1970s when Nixon went over, as, um, as was set up by, by Kissinger. But the idea was join with China against Russia. Now he's saying we need to balance Russia against China. It's flipped around. So Davos ended today. There was also a huge panel, Peggy Johnson, CEO of Magic Leap, talking all about augmented reality, the importance of the metaverse. And keep in mind, when it comes to the Great Reset, the metaverse is a key component of it. Why? Because while society declines outside of our, our homes, outside of our pods, as, as the food shortages become stronger, as wealth inequality becomes greater, right? as the rich get absolutely richer, they need to find a way to distract the pores, to distract everyone else, and that's metaverse. They want to hook you in, get your kids hooked in from an early age so that they can never get out. This is why transhumanism is such a huge part of the Great Reset and such a huge part of Davos. So that was the end of Davos, my first Davos. I got to say, kind of dumpy. Not so many brands here, not so many celebrities here this year. I'd like to say that it seems our side is striking a blow. Excuse me. Excuse me. Excuse me. <laughs> sit down. You're out of you're out of line and an embarrassment. Hey. Sit down. I don't play this stuff. Next shooting is right now, and you are doing nothing. No. You need to get in Italian. This isn't the place to talk to us over. This is totally predictable. Sir, you're out of line. Sir, you are out of line. Sir, you are out of line. Please leave this auditorium. I can't believe you're a sick son of a bitch. It would come to a deal like this to make a political issue. It's on like you. Why don't you get out of here? Well, Beto O'Rourke decided to make an embarrassing spectacle of himself the same way that he's made an embarrassing spectacle of his entire career by storming the Uvalde press conference where Governor Abbott, the sheriff and local authorities were giving an update into the horrific school shooting. Beto decided to storm the stage and then turn the entire press conference into not something that were obviously the grieving families would get updates on what happened. Uh, legislators and policymakers and analysts could start to understand what was unfolding through the investigation. No, no, no. Beto Rourke decided that he would make the entire thing about himself. And I do have to say that the way that he was dealt with is probably the way that somebody should have talked to him a long time ago. I think that situation, that little stunt may have actually just ended his entire 
entire political career. And I hope so, because I hope that buffoons like this are never anywhere close to the levers of power in this country. But unfortunately, the situation is uh, a very somber one, and it's actually becoming even worse as new footage has come out of police officers, heavily armed police officers, standing outside the school in the parking lot while parents are around them pleading with these officers to go inside. This is while the shooting is taking place. Those two classrooms full of children, the shooter in there, no one else with a gun able to stop him. He's indiscriminately taking out the kids. The officers are outside, they're standing around. They can hear the gunshots. And what are they doing? They're restraining parents from going in. There's one father, they have him on the ground because he wanted to run in to save his child. Something has gone wrong in our society. Something has gone very, very wrong in our society. Number one, if you're a parent and your kid is in imminent danger, you go. You go no matter what. That there isn't even a thought about it. There isn't even time to think about it. This is your deepest biological and spiritual instinct. This is your programming, deep level, right? You go. You don't even think twice about that. I certainly know I would for my kids. I wouldn't even think about it for a second. Not one second. No. But in this situation, you've, I, I never thought... I never thought that I would see a group of armed Texans, and, and I don't mean this as a put down, I'm just, I'm so confused, but Texans with a schoolhouse that has a gunman inside who's killing children and a group of Texans with long guns aren't going in to stop him. I, I, I don't quite understand all, what all the, the implications of this are. And we've talked about societal downfall and the decline of spirit in our world today and in our society. And we've talked about the decline of values, but, but when it really comes down to it and you see a situation like this, that anyway, the only way I can describe it is pure horror, absolute horror. I mean, instant psychological trauma for the rest of their lives for those parents. I mean, clearly these people are not going to be police officers much longer. That's number one. And, and that's just a fact of things. That's literally just a fact. Uh, number two, you know, they may potentially see some form of prosecution. Though, of course, you'll have to go through and see what the, the local regulations were there. But every single leader, every single leader on the political side, every political leader of Uvalde needs to resign. You need to resign yesterday. You need to resign immediately and beg for forgiveness for every single parent that's there. That's what would be done in a serious country. We need to become a serious country again. We need to go back. We need to restore our values. We need to restore our society. And these Texan men, when there's a school under attack, you got to do the right thing. The jury is fully entitled to know, Your Honor, that this project originated um, with Executive One, it was carried out with the help of agents of the Clinton campaign, and there were meetings with campaign lawyer one and the defendant in which Tech Executive One was encouraged to uh, create an inference and a narrative uh, tying uh, the presidential candidate to Russia through data. 
Um, and so, Your Honor, I think without all that context, the jury will be left with a very sparse and unfair understanding of the background for this. Well, day eight of the Sussman trial has just concluded. What the jury heard was something quite interesting. This story is from Epoch Times that apparently, so let's, let's go back. Let's simplify all this. Let's simplify it. Before I get into it, let's simplify all this. What is the case about? Because I know there's a huge cast of characters. There's so many moving parts to it, but it's actually simple. It's actually simple when you bring everything down. The Clinton campaign lawyer at Sussman lied to the FBI about this report on Trump and Russia. What did he lie about? He lied about the fact that he wasn't working on behalf of the campaign. He said that he wasn't making this report for a client. He said that he was doing it out of the goodness of his own heart because he just cared so much about his country. He just thought he was doing the right thing. Isn't that wonderful? Isn't that the country we want to have? Well, unfortunately, that was a lie. And he lied to the FBI repeatedly about this. And so the FBI is turning around saying, look, we know that what you said was a lie, but more importantly, the underlying stuff was a lie. But more importantly, we can prove this directly in court that you lied to the FBI, and it is a felony to lie to the FBI. But it seems quite interesting that from day eight, there's information now that not only did he lie to the FBI, he either lied to, he, or excuse me, he told the truth to Congress. So you've got two separate stories out there. Number one, he, tell, he tells the FBI, that I didn't mean to do this on behalf of a client. There's no intention. But what he says to the House is, I think it's most accurate to say it was done on behalf of my client. Michael Sussman, the lawyer, told the House Intelligence Committee on December 18th, 2017. So, you know, he knows he's under, uh, under oath in 2017. He knows that they're going to be picking through everything that he's said and done. And he knows that Congress is going to come at him. So the question from, on my mind is, why was he so cavalier about lying to the FBI in 2016 to get this investigation started? Why did, he, why did he throw caution to the wind? And he said, oh, it doesn't matter. I'll just lie to the FBI, little white lie, to get an investigation started so my candidate wins. I'll tell you why, it's as simple as this. Because he thought it would work. And he thought that it would never come out. We were never supposed to know. In 2016, the plan was for Secretary of State Clinton to become president. And then none of these investigations, the House Intel Committee, the Durham investigation, even the Mueller investigation, they never would have existed. But the opposite of what was supposed to happen happened. There was a populist uprising and Secretary Clinton didn't win. And all of this did come to light. So what you have to understand is this is how DC operates. This is how the centers of power from Davos here in Switzerland, all the way back to DC. It's behind closed doors. It's buddy, buddy. They are the ones making decisions for the rest of us, deciding how the world will be run. And they don't care what you or I think, and they're willing to do anything to win. Well, that's all the time we have here. Human Events Daily. Remember our promise, our oath, our solemn vow to you. Be good, be brief, be gone. Your homework for us. Share this out with one, just one of your normie friends, and then leave us your, seriously, guys, leave us your five-star review. Apple, Spotify, I am not asking anymore. That is a direct order.
That being said, what do we talk about today? Well, here in Switzerland, we've been fact-checked over whether or not we were detained at Davos. I guarantee you, we were detained. And as Davos has just ended, we're giving you our final wrap-up, everything that took place at Davos, from the Ukraine speeches, to the metaverse, to COVID-19, to the pandemic mandate, the pandemic treaty. We talked about all of it. Third, Beto O'Rourke storming the Governor Abbott press conference and this new scandal that's arising over why it was that the police officers didn't go inside while the shooting was taking place. And then finally, day eight of the Sussman trial, all the updates that are coming in from the courtroom. But before we go, it's time for today's history break. Today, May 26, 1940, did you know this is the date that the Dunkirk evacuation began? in order to save the British Expeditionary Force trapped by advancing German armies on the northern coast of France. Boats and vessels of all shapes and sizes ferried over 200,000 British and 140,000 French and Belgian soldiers across the English Channel by June 2nd. You have to remember our history, folks. You have to remember that in times of distress, people step up and become heroes. Go watch the Dunkirk movie, fantastic. Go watch Operation Mincemeat. We just watched that uh, the other day on the plane. Fantastic remake of one of my favorite World War II stories. Ladies and gentlemen, as always, you have my permission to lay ashore.